Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So today we want to continue along this vein about talking, oh, talking about um, the gift of the word of knowledge. And just wanted to start again with this encouragement that Paul gave Timothy. Paul was like a spiritual father to Timothy. And Paul comes along and he notices something that's a little bit missing, a little bit lacking in the life and the ministry of Timothy. And he says here, I believe that he says, said it to Timothy, but I believe it's so applicable for us today. And it says there in first, Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Therefore I remind you, Timothy, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And we said last week that it would appear to be that the gifts that were active and were fruitful and were operating in Timothy's life had started to be subdued. They'd started to to, to cool down that, that, that time where he was quite active and fruitful in the ministry gifts on his life. They'd started to become a little bit dormant in his life. And Paul sees that and encourages Timothy to stir up the gift of God. And we looked at it last week to rekindle the fire, to stoke the flame, to, to, to get a little bit uh, agitated and, 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 and incited about doing something about this incredible thing. And Andy said it so wonderful before that the Holy Spirit loves us that much that he's chosen and live on, on the inside of us. And, you know, I think that as well for us, there are times when we do the same thing, when we allow the gifts of God that are on the inside of us to lay there dormant. And I said it last Sunday morning, and I say it again with all respect, I wonder how many believers are going to go to glory without ever fully using the gifts of God and stirring the gifts of God that lay within them. I wonder how many believers ultimately will go to glory, never really utilizing and stirring up and kindling the gifts of God that God has placed on the inside of every one of our lives. Did you know that you are gifted? Did you know that the Holy Spirit, uh, you've been endowed by the Holy Spirit with supernatural enablings, every one of us. And, you know, to encourage people, we have on our website at the moment, if you go to our website, at the top of the page there, I think it's under podcast, is that right? Suzanne, up, up there, there's, there's, a, there's a section there, media. If you go to the media tab on our website, there's a section there where you can download a gift analysis profile where you can get there and just discover what gift you have on the inside because you just may not really know what God's placed within you but I want to encourage you this morning you have a gift living on the inside of you you have an, a supernatural endowment living on the inside of you you have a portion of heaven this morning living on the inside of you the gifts of God live within you and God wants us to stir up the gifts of God and not allow them to be dormant just like Paul said to Timothy I believe that he's saying to each one of us today that we need to stir up the gifts of God. Amen. I'm preaching better than your amening, but that's all right. I'll continue. I love it what it says here. It says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, and we're talking about the, the manifested gifts this morning out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's three aspects of the gifts. There's the motivational gifts, there's the ministry gifts, and the manifestation gifts. That's what we've been dealing with. But it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, and we wonder why we're talking about it, and it's here in this verse of Scripture, the importance of stirring the gifts of God within us. But it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Hallelujah. And I love that this morning with Pastor Suzanne as she was up here. She was, she was a, uh, a vessel for the Holy Spirit, obviously had prayed and waited on God, but then came here this morning, opened up her heart, and the Holy Spirit started to what? Started to manifest through her life, and the result of that was the prophet for all that were ministered to. Amen. Do you get the picture this morning? 
Hope you do. So over the last few weeks, we've been studying the gifts of the Holy Spirit with the desire to see our faith rise and our expectancy rise, that the Holy Spirit will flow through each of us as He chooses. And this is why we're taking the time to understand what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, the manifested gifts, and how they flow. So in particular this morning, what are the specific gifts that we're talking about? Well, as Pentecostals, we categorize the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 into three general categories. I haven't got a PowerPoint. I'm sorry about that. But the first three are the gifts of revelation or illumination, the message of wisdom. That's what we touched on a couple of weeks ago. The message of knowledge, we'll touch on that this morning. The discerning of spirits. That's the first three <coughs> gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Then the second one, the gifts of inspiration or communication, prophecy, tongues, interpretation. Then the third um, category, the first, last three there, the gifts of demonstration or action, faith, miraculous power, gifts of healing. And the thought this this morning is this, how do these gifts flow? How do they work? And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, it says, but the one and the same spirit works in all things to distributing each one individually as he wills. Who's it referring to there when it says, but the one and the same spirit? The Holy Spirit, amen, works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. And these are the manifested gifts, amen. This is when the Holy Spirit turns up and he shows up in a meeting and he understands that that John might be struggling a little bit in his in his walk with the Holy or in his walk with Jesus. As, you know, I'm not saying there is just as an illustration. I saw you. I love you. And uh, and uh, John could be struggling, and, and you know he needs to hear a word from God. He's come to church, and the Holy Spirit. He's totally aware of that. He gets that. He he understands that. But then to minister to John, what the Holy Spirit does is he chooses someone in the congregation to bring a prophetic word. And no one else really understands that prophetic word, but John exactly understands because it's a word from the Holy Spirit direct to him. And that's the manifested gifts of the Holy Spirit that work in our midst. And you know, today, that's the way it's meant to be. That's, that's what church should be like. That, that's how it should be when we come together. Not, not a madhouse where, you know, everything's just crazy and loop-de-doop-de. I don't think we're a loop-de-doop-de church. Carly, are we? Young eyes. I, I don't think we're loop-de-doop. We've got some good order and things like that. But at the end of the day, we want to see the Holy Spirit flow through us. And that's how it works. That's why I really want to encourage you to pray before you get to church, to be open to the Holy Spirit when you're here, to be courageous enough to say that if you feel that there's an impression on your heart or a word on your heart, rather than hold back this morning, press forward, be courageous and share it. Amen. I love what Alice shared this morning as well. That was a great encouragement to us as a local church. But I've got no doubt that took a bit of courage to go from where she was seated to come down to the front to say, may I share the word? Amen. And I think often in our meetings, we allow fear to dictate too much what the Holy Spirit wants to do us because we get an impression on our hearts. We get like a well, I'm preaching. We get like a word on our hearts, and rather than step out in faith, we, we get intimidated. We step back and we do nothing about it, and therefore we restrict what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Let's not be that way as a church. Amen. Let's continue to press in 
and allow the supernatural to become a natural part of what we do in our churches together. So a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the message of wisdom, and we defined it like this. The message of wisdom is a supernatural way by which God reveals to a person or people a revelation from His wisdom of what one should do or how one should respond or what one should say. It's a word that comes from heaven, from God, to encourage and to release someone that may be bound up, um, confused, confused, whatever the case may be. So today we want to look at, look at the gift of knowledge. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. If you want to open up your Bibles there, you can. We'll spend a little bit of time there. But it says here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, it says, To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. The definition of that this morning, the word of knowledge is a manifestation of of the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the ways the Spirit manifests His presence to or through His people. It's a Spirit-revealed message which contains knowledge. Everyone say knowledge if you would. Thank you. Knowledge. It contains knowledge. And we've got to ask the question, what knowledge are we talking about there? Well, listen to the thought this morning. Obviously, if it's revealed by the Holy Spirit, it must be a message of the knowledge of God. God is omnipresent. Uh, God is omnipresent omnipotent, and God is also omniscient. What does omniscient mean? God knows all things. So when it's a, a message coming from the Spirit of God, it's a message coming from the omniscience of God, the all-knowing of God. God knows everything about us. There's nothing the Lord does not know. In His knowledge, He knows all things past and present. In His foreknowledge, He knows all things future. He knows all things in history and the future from eternity past to eternity future. So we receive a word of knowledge from the one that has all knowledge. Wow. Lord, help us as people to build our faith, to start to ask you for words of knowledge like that. Yes. Lord, that we would be courageous enough to be open in our hearts, that the Holy Spirit would manifest through us and that we would receive knowledge that unlocks those that may be bound and brings life to those who are in death. So what is a word of knowledge? Listen to this definition. It's a supernatural endowment of knowledge. By the Spirit, we receive a revelation of the unknown or the unknowable. The message of knowledge contains factual information that could not otherwise be have known without the Spirit's aid. So a little thought this morning, what the message of knowledge is not. It's not natural ability. It's not natural learning or natural enlightenment. It's none of those things. It's not the knowledge of the Bible or theology. It's not the knowledge from experience. It's directly from God through the Holy Spirit, delivered into the heart and into the mind of a believer for the purpose of ministering to others. Love the thought this morning. So how does the message of knowledge work? Out of God's all knowledge, He reveals by the work of the Holy Spirit a fragment of His knowledge to a Spirit-filled believer with the purpose of making known the unknown or unknowable so that He may bring supernatural ministry to a person's life, to people's lives, or the church's life in general. Don't you love that thought this morning about the Word of Knowledge? The Word of Knowledge is one of the most powerful ways God reveals His reality to people. God's purposes are realized through the words of knowledge. Amen? The Word of Knowledge manifested through Spirit-filled believers as the Holy Spirit chooses to do. That is the church. Amen? 
So a couple of examples this morning. Come to one example with me. We won't. I have three. We'll do one, and then we'll conclude. The first one, we just want to see the power of the word of knowledge and what it can do in and through individuals' lives. And if you want to go to John chapter 4 this morning, we want to read a few verses of Scripture there and see how Jesus ministered to someone through and by a word of knowledge delivered from the Holy Spirit. John chapter 4. You found it this morning, say, I when I have. Verse 8, we want to read through to verse 15. We look at here how the word of knowledge helped to spread the gospel. Helped to spread the gospel. I believe that's one of the big purposes of the word of knowledge because it opens up people to the gospel. Yeah? So have a look at it this morning in John uh, chapter uh, 4, verses 8. So for his disciples uh, had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well? And drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. Excuse me, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him uh, will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water and I may, uh, so that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. So Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband, and come here. The woman answered her and said, I have no husband. And here comes the word of knowledge. I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have said well, and have said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and one, uh, one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. Can you see straight away the power of the word of knowledge working through the ministry of Jesus right there? I just love that. He says, you have said, well, I have, uh, I have no husbands, for you have had five husbands, the one whom you have now is, is your, not your husband, in that you have spoken truly. The word of knowledge. The woman answered, I have no husbands. How did Jesus know that? He knew that through and by a word of knowledge that was delivered by and through the Holy Spirit. The result of this word of knowledge we would expect, I would say, led to the woman's salvation. But more than that, if we look in verses 28 and 29, it led to the beginning of the preaching of the gospel in her home village because this is what it said after she had that encounter and Jesus brings that word of knowledge to her. It says, The woman then left her water pot, left it there, she was so overwhelmed, then went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they went out of the city and came to him. The woman goes back to her home village and begins to evangelize. A man who told me all things, she said, a prophet, could this be the Christ? You see the power of the word of knowledge working there through that text there. The Holy Spirit used Jesus in such a profound and powerful way there. But I want to say this morning that for every spirit-filled believer, he wants to use us in ways like that as well. One more example. Is that okay? One more example. The power of the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge helped to supernaturally intervene 
in someone's life. In Acts chapter 9, we see Saul had just encountered Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. He went from the hater of Christ to Christ, my Lord and Savior. I won't go through all of the details, but the Bible says a great shining light shone from heaven down upon Saul. Saul was converted and convicted and cut to the heart at that point and went, went from being one of the great persecutors of the church to the, one of the great apostles of faith. Amen. Paul, just astounding. From this encounter, he can no longer see. And the Holy Spirit says to him, he's told by, by Jesus, he's told to go to the city and wait for three days for someone to come to him. And then we pick it up. In Acts chapter 9, Ananias again, and we see the word of knowledge working here so powerfully. It says, So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight. Isn't that convenient? Street Straight. Because the Lord knew Ananias couldn't remember things that were complicated. Street Straight. Maybe. Street Straight. And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. What an astounding word of knowledge. The Spirit gave Ananias the revelation, number one, of Paul's conversion. Incredible. Number two, the Spirit revealed through the word of knowledge, the street, the house, its occupier, the convert, his attitude, his thought, and his need. And thirdly, consequently, there was a supernatural ministry into Saul's life as a result of that. The Holy Spirit used the word of knowledge to see Paul released into his ministry. But this is a thought this morning as we prepare to conclude today. This is a thought. I was thinking how much courage would have Ananias have needed to go and step out and obey this word of knowledge? Street straight, understanding who Paul is. Uh, just astounding when you think of it, because I read in this verse of Scripture, Ananias comes back to the Lord and says this to the Lord about responding or obeying this word of knowledge. Because he says, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much harm he has done to all your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. Sometimes, I think, learning from this, sometimes we need courage to step out in faith and believe what the Lord is saying to us by and through the Holy Spirit receiving the words of knowledge that he's given to us. Amen? So just to conclude this morning very briefly with this, one final question. How do we receive a message of knowledge? How do we receive a message of knowledge? And I'd love to pray for people to see people released into this area as well. How do we receive a message of knowledge? Number one, through prayer. The message of knowledge gives insight in prayer to know what to pray for. At times the Spirit can give you an insight so that you know how to pray and what to pray for. So the first thought is through prayer. We must be praying. The second thought is this, through dreams and visions. In Acts chapter 16, verse 9, the guys there, uh, they saw they had a vision, uh, appeared to Paul at night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So the second thing is through dreams and visions. Number three, through spontaneous revelation, which is normally how it works. 
We come, we might be in church here together, we might be having a conversation and something, we might be in a life group, we might be sharing or witnessing with someone, and it just comes through spontaneous revelation, just works through us. And then lastly, it also comes through prophecy. Prophecy like that starts to talk about this is things, this is how things are, but this is how God wants them to be. And you know what I love about this ministry and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? You don't have to be an old Christian, and you don't have to be a super mature Christian either. All you need to be is a hungry Christian and a Christian with love in your heart. That's all that you need for the Holy Spirit to manifest himself through you. Could we stand to our feet this morning? I would just love us today, just for those people we've been praying and believing God for more of his, more of the manifested working of the Holy Spirit to be released through the church. If I could just get the keyboard up, that would be great. But I would just love to pray with people this morning. If you're saying, Holy Spirit, I would just, just love to be more open to more of you moving through me, manifesting your life through me, then I would just love us just to take a few minutes. I'll release people in a moment. But I would just love to take a few minutes just to lay hands on people today. I'm not saying this morning I'm the expert or I'm super gifted or anything like that. All I'm saying today is that I'm open to the Holy Spirit to see more of the ministry of the Holy Spirit active in our church. Amen.